Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Hey there, this is Sharon. I'm in Washington, D.C. at Mid-Year Assembly, and unfortunately, Jeremy couldn't join me here at the meeting. However, listeners, I've been joined by one of our new guest co-hosts, Tracy Castleman. Tracy's been a longtime friend of mine and is one of the group I affectionately call the Fab Four. Tracy, thank you for joining me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we kick off our topic today? Hi, Sharon. Well, thank you for inviting me to fill in for Jeremy. You're fortunate to have me, even yes, though you I unfortunately am. can't have Jeremy. Well, what was it you just said you were just a minute ago? A poor man's Jeremy? I am a poor man's Jeremy in this process, so, <laughs> um, but getting better every day. Oh, you, uh, you're doing fantastic. So I, I might am, have to ditch him. You would never ditch that <laughs> no, man. I would not. No. Um, but I like the idea of it. Um, <laughs> I am a CRNA who practices in New Jersey. I'm a graduate of the Albany Medical College School of Nursing Anesthesia, where I had the good fortune of learning from some really fabulous um, CRNA leaders. Um, I've raised two sons in New Jersey who are off doing their own thing, although neither are CRNAs. Um, They are great advocates for our profession. I get the, the good fortune to be the clinical site director for my hospital, for Rutgers University School of Nursing Anesthesia, um, where I get to work with um, our future. I lend my shoulders to them like, uh, like um, CRNAs lent their shoulders to me in the past. And for anybody listening, I encourage you to uh, work with students, mentor students, teach students, because it's fantastic. And I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled you're here. And I'm fortunate that you're here. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> So today we have an excellent topic. I think people will love hearing about this. And uh, this young lady reached out to me. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know. I love the ballsiness of it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So She is not only beautiful, she is strong. And Mm -hmm. smart. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Um, All right. So without further ado, Joy, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your topic? Absolutely. My name is Dr. Ayade Ademiowo. I go by Joy, like Sharon said. I'm a CRNA based out of Houston, Texas. Um, Been practicing for about five years and also the founder and CEO of a new software company called Locum. Um, I've been doing independent contracting uh, for about half of my career now and slowly been transitioning to tech, um, have a new product on the market. So that's what we're talking about today. I love that she introduced herself as doctor. 
I like that too, <laughs> even though I still can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't either. Um, so we're going to have to do that the next one. I know, mm-hmm. right? We'll have to remember that. How long have you been practicing? Five years. Okay. Five years. So for half of your time out, I was waiting for you to say 20 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure at five years that I had, um, that I had the vision to do what you're doing. So it's very impressive. It's very impressive. It is. So let's talk a little bit about locum. And it's L-O-K-U-M. Love that. And I I heard you copyrighted that. Oh, I trademarked it. Trademarked it. Well, good for you. Well, tell us a little bit about the app. Okay. Start from there. Yeah. So locum is the company. And our mission is to support groups and healthcare facilities in their anesthesiology endeavors um, from a technical standpoint. Locum app itself is one of our first products. Um, It is a two-sided mobile matchmaking platform that connects CRNAs and other anesthesiology providers directly with healthcare facilities um, as who are going to be their employers. So on one side, the facility is interacting with the dashboard where they see all the people who apply to their jobs. And on the other side, um, the providers have an app on their phone that makes everything easy to find and navigate. Okay. You say providers, meaning? CRNAs are who we're focused on right Mm now. Um, Obviously, this is a market that I'm familiar with. So we've been onboarding CRNAs over the last few weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell us a little bit about the history of, I mean, yeah. you just didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to make an app. She might have. <laughs> I, I would have no doubt that. <laughs> we wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are two reasons for me as a provider. As a CRNA, um, I felt like I didn't want to spend the rest of my career looking for work the way that we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm 32 years old. I have a long career ahead of me. You are a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that there are other industries that are really leaning into the technology that we have available to us to make the lives of people who do work in other industries, any industry, um, easier, um, just making things more accessible for us. So I felt like we needed a platform that does that. Unfortunately, the people who are doing that aren't necessarily focused on our kind of market. Like you see nurses have that and other allied healthcare professionals. But when it comes to specialists and advanced practice providers, um, no one's really leaning into that space yet. And so I thought, well, I want this for us. And then I was like, who's going to build it? (laughs) And I was like, well, if we don't build it, like someone else might build it for us. Um, So I started asking questions about what all that would entail. Um, It's been a three-year-long journey, and now we're here. (laughs) Uh, I could talk a little bit more about um, why I did it in terms of the business sense of things and, like, the market itself. So we see the future of work in across many industries is in independent contracting Mm -hmm. and especially in healthcare COVID kind of opened the Pandora's box on that providers just they want the access to flexibility autonomy you know all the CRNAs that I know um, would love to do that and are doing that. That's definitely a generational thing. It is a generational thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that really just opened my mind into the ideas of like future of work and where we're going. And you have facilities who are still heavily leaning on the W2 model. Mm -hmm. They're really suffering from the staffing shortages more so than people who've adapted. And then I realized that people who are really being creative in this space when it comes to technology, they're staffing companies. They have the tech, um, but they are still locums companies, recruitment companies. So still co- collecting that commission fee. Um, and that's a, a huge pain point for group owners and healthcare facilities um, across our market. So I thought, well, 
if the recruitment agencies are just presenting a resume because they have the tech to reach providers, well, why don't those facilities have their own tech that they're using? And I think now we've arrived at the answer to that question being that they really need a tech company that's on their side, right? So building a platform and open software that they can use to reach the people that they need um, for work in terms of CRNAs without having to pay those heavy commission fees. So we're essentially handing the tech that these recruitment agencies are using directly to these groups and to these healthcare facilities and saying, you can do your own recruitment um, in-house with, without having to pay those heavy commission fees. So getting so rid of the middleman. Exactly. Joy, what did you, you're, you're 32. Yes. You've been out of school for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, were you a nurse the whole time? Did you have, what's your other part of your background? Uh, so everybody asks me this. I thought she was an engineer. <laughs> no. I asked the same question. <laughs> business. Did you spend time in business beforehand? What? You don't think like a nurse, like a typical <laughs> nurse? <laughs> Ooh, most, no, sidestep that mud puddle. No, most people don't go into nursing with that broad spectrum, yeah. that business perspective. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all. That's yeah. right? true. I mean, there are certain people, clearly, a bunch of them are in the room downstairs, yeah. um, either lecturing to us or talk or asking questions. Yeah. Uh, but so did you have other background? Uh, other than selling candy in high school to pay for my own cell phone? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but I do have a pretty enterprising mind. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, my dad is someone that um, I admire very much. And um, I think the essence of um, entrepreneurship is, you know, taking risk and sort of innovating in your own space. And, you know, my parents immigrated here when I was really young. And I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything more enter- enterprising than leaving everything you know behind, um, you know, for the hope of a better future. Mm-hmm. And where was that? Uh, we're from Nigeria. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, you know, he came here with $400. <laughs> and one story uh, and a dream. over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Yep. That was my so, grandfather. Yep. 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 So always had that mentality of just like really big systems thinking and like, how can you change things? How can you be the one um, who makes a change? So that's where, that's where that came from. And you're clearly not afraid of risk. No. You embrace risk. <laughs> I do. You, you like roller a- coasters? Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> like roller coasters, but I think, <laughs> no, uh, Sharon and I, you know, we talked before um, and I told her sort of like my philosophy in life is just living through asking questions. Mm-hmm. I did not think that I was going to start a tech company when I started this. Um, I just wanted to know why things were the way they were and like, how are they going to change? And just through that journey, um, realizing that really these people need a tech company that is on their side and um, just building what that company is. Well, I think this is brilliant. Um, I have a question. Is yes. this just locums or is this for people who, listen, I'm moving to Montana and I'm looking for a job and can I go through locum or is it just strictly for me looking for something for three months? No, it's not strictly for something that you're looking for three months. That's a great question. So this is actually, like I said, future of work is an independent contracting. So CRNAs who are looking to either transition to independent contract work or maintain their independent contract work can use our platform to easily source jobs. Um, We find that actually most of the jobs we have on the platform right now are permanent positions that are 1099. Um, But you can also use it to do flexible scheduling. If you're maybe in your city where maybe someone needs someone on Thursdays and Fridays on an ongoing basis, they can post those jobs. So like flexible scheduling, but in 1099 work primarily. So I was a CRNA who wanted to access this for 1099 work. Mm -hmm. I love what you just said too, that let's say I wanted to pick up something extra in my own city. and I'm thinking of a couple of people I work with off the top of my head who do this. Yeah. Um, so I could I go on and upload my CV where they can come find me? Does it work both ways or is it me finding the employer? 
Right. So um, when we were doing some of our, our market research, we found that CRNAs really don't want to be bothered. Mm -hmm. Right. Like one of the pain yeah, points with recruitment agencies. Recruit, yeah. Right. They don't want to get texted a million times by a bot. They don't Correct. want the emails. And sometimes they'll even find you on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So what we've created is a platform that allows you. Yes, you go on there, you create your profile, you store your information, but nobody ever actually sees your information until you indicate that you're interested in their job. So okay. it's an open marketplace. You can look at positions. You can say you're interested and at that point they have your name and they can contact you from there so it won't be like i'd get a ding that there's a position opened at x hospital down the block so we could um do that we're not doing that yet mm -hmm. um that is something that we are going to be doing um is like i said it's a two-sided mobile matchmaking platform so our goal actually is once we have market saturation is you can actually indicate what it is that you want in a job so do i pay a fee to join as the CRNA, where does the where is the monetization? The yes, the monetization. <clears throat> right. So CRNAs never pay to look for jobs on our platform. Actually, we and it took a while to come up with this model. One of my problems um, as a CEO of this company and just like philosophically is I don't think that the commission based um, model that recruitment agencies use right now is sustainable, nor is it good for healthcare in general. It's a $26 totally billion dollar industry. Um, one of our biggest competitors made $172 million last year just by making introductions and they do zero clinical work. So we thought, well, what kind of model can we go to the market with that will allow both small groups and large groups to be able to use this platform? So what we actually do is what's called a lead generation model. So when that CRNA indicates that they're interested in a job, we get a fee for that, a small fee. And if they do work permanently, we get a fee for that. And that's it. So it, it takes away the, I'm just going to stick a body in a, in a peg in a hole. And so I can get my money and it's a little bit more um, precise. Right. It's because it's the actual employer right. that's going to be using this platform. So if they have a job where like there's 10 people interested, they can write there on the platform. They can look um, and see what everybody's resumes are. We even have a sorting system where they can say this person's likely, this person's probable, this person is who I want to work with. Um, and then they can go ahead and select you. And you also are updated on your app right there um, saying that they want to go ahead and work with me at that point. Maybe they call you, you get an interview you, you talk, you see if you like the position. And then in our future phases, we'll be moving towards also being able to exchange credentialing information through the platform um, all the way through um, invoicing and payment. That was another question I was going to have was the credentialing. Um, so it will be the employer who credentials? The you? employer. I'll I mean, you're coming as 1099. I am a W-2 employee. Okay. I've always been that way. Okay. Um, I'm looking in the next year to possibly branch out and do some traveling yeah um, my sons are raised and yeah, I might love as well to have go you on see. the platform yeah <laughs> so is credentialing something I have to continue to do along the way will you have a platform where I can be credentialed or where work all with somebody? your stuff yeah where is all loaded stuff up because that's what takes a Forever. tremendous amount of time right. for somebody who's 1099 right so um yes in our market research we did find that about six hours of work goes into filling mm -hmm. out paperwork, signing all the Finding those everything again, exactly. yes. So we do have in our product map to solve that problem, reducing that process to a matter of minutes and being able to sign right there on your phone. Yeah. Love we're not doing that now. Um, I think it is important to focus on what we're doing just today. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have that mapped out in terms of the product requirements. We know the people who are going to build it and all of that. So like that's something that we're planning There's to do. There's something in the marketplace right now for CRNAs for that. And it might be worth a conversation going 
forward. Mm-hmm. Let's go back for just a minute because we've gotten down the path just a we little got bit. My path. Yes, <laughs> we, we, we did. But it's okay because yeah. you are the typical CRNA that we want to hear this too, who, who's thinking about going 1099. Let's talk about the logistics. Mm-hmm. You start out with an idea. Yeah. Okay. And then you started asking questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me the blow by blow, play <laughs> by play, because I, you know, we all recognize voids in our environment, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily know how to fix it. You Says clearly the woman who's podcasting, right? <laughs> you don't. I wouldn't have thought like this. Um, so how did you? Find the right people. Build your team. I mean, that's a skill set. I mean, I've done it for other things, but I certainly hadn't, haven't done it for an app. And you can hear as you're talking, you've already developed a whole different vernacular out, outside. I mean, you can hear the, the, the words, right? Mm-hmm. So give us a play-by-play of when you started this and how all the pieces fell into place. Absolutely. Um, That's a great question. So um, it started on a piece of paper in my journal. (laughs) Um, In 2020, I took a trip to Europe and I was thinking just about like my professional life and what that was going to look like and what options I might have. Um, Wait just a minute. And she was 29. Yeah. I, I, was thinking, I did the same thing. I did the math and I'm like, she was barely out of school working. And here I am 31 years later saying, what am I going to do when I grow up? You know? and, and that's true. Well, the beautiful thing about life is there's always time for that. And there's always yes, room there for is. that. Yeah. So that was just like one of my moments. And I do keep a little like a uh, list of ideas in my journal, just like stuff that comes to me. And I just like write it down and throw it away. But during this trip, um, there was a woman that I met. She was from China. She was on her own trip. Um, I think she was like going through a divorce or something and we were just like talking about ideas and um she was in software development and I was like you know do you think this is even possible you know if I built something like this like you know and she's like yeah it's possible it's gonna be expensive and it's gonna be hard but it's possible and it just kind of like planted a seed for me right um and at that point in time I was working out in East Texas and I was doing 1099 work and like really experiencing some of those pain points myself as a provider and then I just couldn't stop thinking about it, right? So then it went from the journal to my iPad, and I'm, like, sketching and drawing arrows and concept maps. And then next thing I knew, I was, like, calling a website developer. And the first version of this was a website. Um, and I hated it because it, it just wasn't, like, it didn't do enough, right? It didn't have the capabilities that I wanted it to do. So then I was like, oh, well, I just threw away all my money, and I scrapped that for a few months. But I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> So then I called someone who did like mobile development um, and I talked to them about the requirements of that and like they saw the mind map and you know they're like at least we know how your mind works now. Um, <laughs> um, so we tried a version of that that was all mobile on both sides that didn't work either because we realized that the facilities they really need a dashboard if it's going to be open software for mm-hmm. them. So finding a technical team that could build a platform that is both a web app and a mobile app but talks to itself um, took about two years. Mm. Only because, and I'm only saying it took two years because um, I'm non-technical, right? Like Sharon was talking about learning a whole new language, which I can tell now that I have that language, but it took talking to so many people and so many live UI sessions, actually designing, you know, the user interface and the interaction and what's it going to look like and what does this button do when you click it? And so going, going through prototyping and all of that was with one team and then getting introduced to another team. 
So there was a point where I hit a wall where, you know, you find a bunch of people who say they can build software, but they aren't actually capable um, because you mm. need people who are senior, senior software developers to build something like this. But Houston is creating this new sort of um, ecosystem around tech because future is in technology and a lot of oil and gas companies are realizing they need to diversify their investments. So they're creating an ecosystem for founders to really innovate. And yeah, I just put on some clothes and put on some shoes and put on some makeup and went out and started talking to people and shaking hands and saying, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm trying to build. Um, and eventually I was introduced to someone who introduced me to my now technical partner um, who created the team that's built this. And you did this all on your own up until that point? Up until that point, yeah. I'm just so impressed. Thank <laughs> you. To the fact that when that woman told you, yeah, maybe it's going to be hard, it's going to be expensive, but I guess you could do it. I would have been, well, next. <laughs> and, you know, you just said, okay, I heard I can do it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what you heard from that sentence yeah. uh, where my mind heard, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Um, th- right? Same. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's also a generational I, difference. I mean, we we made these kids. We told yeah. them they were awesome, and yeah. you can do anything you want. My yeah. daddy said you can be a nurse, a teacher, or you can yeah. get married. That's what our messaging was. No, Tracy. that wasn't my message. Well, my that's because you ha- your mother should have been my mother. Yeah, but that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, outside of that, yeah. so this journey must have been highs, lows. Talk to us about this whole journey that you've gone through. Did you ever want to give up? Yeah. Because listening to you now, you had this clear vision and path, and there was nothing stopping you, and you were just getting it. (laughs) No, that's not (laughs) how that went. (laughs) At all. (laughs) At all. Um, One of the hardest parts about this has been doing it by myself, but I also think that that's been an advantage in terms of, like, the clarity that I do have in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. what I want this to look like. Um, However... Being a non-technical founder has been the biggest challenge in terms of how do you even talk to your team to get something out of your head onto a wireframe and then into software. And sometimes I'm like doing our own product management too, right? Like writing support tickets and saying, hey, this user is having trouble logging in and they're getting this kind of error. Mm-hmm. I had to learn all that from scratch. So yeah, it's just been a really tough mental challenge. But I think for me, it's like, I need this to exist. <laughs> for the sake of like the rest of my career. So I haven't been able to give up um, because we're coming into this market at a time when we, I think are like desperately needed. And so for me, it was just like keeping that vision in my mind that this needs to exist. The product market fit is there. The founder market fit is there in terms of like, I do feel like I'm the right person to build this because I experienced these pain points as a clinician and uh, talking to everybody that I can, group owners to really figure out like what's hurting you guys and how can we build a a platform to support you. Um, and yeah, just simply the sort of like thought that if I don't build it, if we don't build this, like either someone else will, um, or it doesn't get built at all. I love that part of Mm -hmm. your motivation is your own future. I need, mm-hmm. I need this. Yeah. Therefore, it has to succeed. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really important piece. It's almost like people, uh, they tell you to invest in the stock market and products you love, right? Because yeah. if you sure. love it, that's where your best place to put your money, you right. know, when you're starting off investing. Right. You're investing in yourself exactly. and in your future, which means it will evolve as you evolve, right? Mm-hmm. You, like you said, it, there's... Your strategic plan was not limited. You still have other areas to grow with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think I'm also maybe a little bit of a troublemaker in terms of like, I love the concept of innovative disruption. I think that when you have 
lots of people doing different things in a, in a certain market and they're really successful at it. It's like, well, where are the gaps that you're leaving? And there's 1.1 million um, advanced practice providers in this country that aren't being addressed, um, you know, with all these innovative mm. solutions that people are coming up with. I'm like, who's going to actually like create something for them? So, um, yeah, I think I'm just interested in, honestly, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. And What is the saying you always, you like to say? Well, that could be about women, list. about good like women who behave oh, well-behaved women never make they history. Never make history. Yes, yeah, that's that's right. it. Uh, Nancy Marie, <laughs> yeah. um, whom you would not know, but you should know because she's an icon in our profession. Um, but I got that plate to go on her desk because you're talking about a ruckus maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy Marie is a ruckus maker, and you'll see her if she comes to one of these, uh, one of the national meetings. She's always at the microphone, so you'll you'll yeah. know who she is. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. So talk to me about how being a CRNA and how your brain worked translated to what you're doing with this yeah you you identified identified the void a void in the marketplace and so did how you think help you i want to tie another piece into it did you find that the dmp process oh lord helped mm-hmm. you with this absolutely so there i would say there are two ways that being a crna has helped me um create this company number one um when I talk to groups and they tell me, you know, we have a job that's a $290,000 salary and our agency that's going to go recruit for us wants a 33% commission on that. Mm-hmm. That's $95,000 just to show someone my resume. Yeah. So like fundamentally, that's something that I disagree with. Um, so that motivates me like sure. hugely. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, the other part of it is also just that, yeah, uh, in my training, um, I, I think that you learn to ask questions, think in um you know, systems thinking, you also learn just like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that starting there has honestly probably been respons- uh, responsible for most of our success. It's just like, I just call people and I say, hey, I have this question and I don't know the answer. Like I called our, you know, the president of our state association and I, you know, like I'll talk to people who are on the, you know, from all, all levels of the profession in our leadership to ask questions. Um, and I think that does come from training is just like really being aware that 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 gap that, you know, that you can't really see um, is there and just trying to learn as much as possible. And it was through that learning process that I realized that we needed to create um, to create Locum as a company. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about it when you were talking about looking for the gaps, right? Because that's what the DMP, yeah. all mm-hmm. the projects are supposed yeah, to be. Systems is finding, thinking, yeah. Right, is finding gaps and, and applying knowledge to it to yeah. solve the problem. And, and that's what you did. There was a big gap there. But we have the information. The the process mm-hmm. is already there. How do I make it better? Yeah. And how do it's I make also it more like accessible? learning how to use data yes. um, to inform your decisions. So, you know, in not be in afraid of that, not being afraid of that listening, really listening when it came to like our customer research is like, what do you want? How do we use that data to innovate? Um, yeah. So that, that definitely, I would definitely say being a CRNA um, prepared me for this. Where'd you go to school? I went to the university of Texas uh, health science center in Houston. Okay. Yeah. Trained in the med center. All right. So brass tacks. How do CRNAs who are listening th- to this, mm-hmm. how do they find this app? 
the website, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so if they want to learn more about who we are, what we do, they can go to our website. It's www.locumapp.com and it's locum spelled with a K because we're changing things up. <laughs> um, or they can download the app directly in the app stores. It's in the Google Play Store. It's in the Apple App Store. Um, they just type in L-O-K-U-M app and that comes right up. They can create their profiles, um, completely secure. The only people who have access to their information is the company um, until they give their access to other people on the platform. All right. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I am wowed. You don't know what to say. Um, to I'm so impressed. I really am. Thank um, you. And your confidence and your elegance in what you put together and um, listening to you talk about it, mm-hmm. I'm ready to, I would be, invest with you immediately. Your clarity, your vision, the way you present yeah. it. Um, if your app is like you, it's yeah. a winner. I, I can see Thank you doing you. a TED yes. Talk. I see you like walking up <laughs> and down on that red circle doing yeah. a TED Talk in five years from now in their nurse innovator series or whatever. Thank you. That actually happened to me recently. I was talking to a CRNA and um, they ended up becoming one of our investors. But um, there there is a small piece that I want to add, I think, to everything else I've said is, you know, when I go and I'm talking to companies who are like really hurting to staff right now, um, you know, the first question they ask is like, how many people do you have on the platform? And we've been signing about 100 CRNAs a week, which is incredible. Um, but I do want to say to anybody who's listening is that in order to like make this vision come to life, we need to show that there's like critical mass in the marketplace. Sure. So, um, so even if up. people are not looking for work right now, um, it really helps to mm, show that we have the point. eyes. So, yep. Um, if it's up to me, all 57,000 CRNAs will have a locum app profile mm-hmm. today. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That actually happened outside, too. We were talking to some ladies, and they pulled out their phone and started making their profile. It was wonderful to see. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for being a part of it. Okay. So who has inspired you? I mean, somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take that back. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be somebody. I mean, yeah. you, some kids just come to the earth internally motivated. I, mm-hmm. My sense is you are like that. <laughs> her yes. daddy. Uh, yeah. yeah. She already said it was her daddy. Well, but I mean, you know, <laughs> we, are, we are all motivated people at this table. Mm-hmm. And I can remember once my, asking my dad. and Well, my dad told me, he said, I don't know. He said, I didn't do it. You just came like this. Mm-hmm. And I just held on for the ride. I suspect that is true. I get that a lot, too. <laughs> but uh, of you. But there's still people who inspire you. Absolutely. I'm sure your father's one of them. Absolutely. Uh- Absolutely. My dad is, um, sometimes I don't like to admit how much like him I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> we all get suspected yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of just the individuals that have inspired me so far, I have to say, um, and this isn't because I'm biased, but like CRNAs in general mm. um, are My some of the smartest, coolest people on the face. Smartest people It's insane. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that I don't know if he knows this or not, but Matt Vargo's app. Oh, yes. We've interviewed Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the Apex mm-hmm. creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that CRNAs are uniquely audacious. Mm-hmm. That's um, why that we have CRNAs. That's why we have mm-hmm. CRNAs. And I think that, you know, if we do this the right way and locum is as successful as, you know, I want it to be and other people want it to be, I think we might change healthcare. And that's something that CRNAs have always done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for me, it was like, once I asked the questions and I knew that it was possible, I had to try it. Cause wouldn't it be really cool if a CRNA did that? 
Yes. So, yeah. Our CRNA is doing is that. Doing that. Is doing yeah. that. And it is really cool. <laughs> Thank you. So as we wrap this up, what is a message you would like to leave our listeners with? That's a great question. Um, sign up, sign up, sign up. Other than, <laughs> yes, go make a profile and get your friends to make a profile. Um, <laughs> I want to say that I've been really inspired and um, feel very grateful for the people who have been so supportive of this from like the moment they heard um, that we were doing what we're doing. I've literally had old preceptors find me on LinkedIn and say like, Hey, I'm just so proud of you. And you know, (laughs) Um, I was telling people earlier that um, we did a pitch competition and we won for the city of Houston. And then we got entered automatically into a um, a national competition. And um, I went to sleep the day before the competition ended, I believe. um, And we were like in fourth place and I was like, nobody knows me enough that they're really going to drive this up. We're competing all over the U S um, I think there were like 16 or so other startups on the list and I did a Facebook post and I just told CRNAs what we were doing and I literally woke up the next day and somebody had posted it in the CRNA moms group and we ended up winning for North America and I was just how cool is oh, that and CRNA yeah. moms group yes. is they were hugely supportive yeah so I guess the message I want to leave everybody with is just like I love that and like I'm super grateful for that and I think that's how we like move forward as a profession is just like supporting each other because when you notice that CRNAs come together and actually like try to get stuff done Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's impressive Mm -hmm. so um yeah I just want to say if there's anybody out there that is scribbling ideas in the back of their journal um yeah go out there and do something start something just see we should have a little mentorship program for innovators in this association. Yeah. I mean, I know most of, I'm sure if somebody came and, and looked you up and asked you for help, you would do it instantly. And yeah. again, that goes back to what you're saying. Um, it's. Do you remember years ago when they used to have to do um, slogans for the meetings? Oh, The yes. Power of One? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember slogan that? was that? that? Might have been, was that was Larry's it? or Jan's? No, or? I, I don't know. I thought it was Linda's. Could, who knows? But it's The Power of One. Yeah. You are the power of one, and look what you're creating. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Which I'm wearing Linda's suit from oh. when she was my mentor when she was AANA president in 1999. Oh, wow. And I was a neophyte CRNA, not that neophyte. I was, I'd been in the profession longer than you have been right now. 1991? And nine. Oh, nine. I thought you said one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I, uh, I remember watching her walk around as AANA president thinking, I want to be like that one day. And you talk about something surreal. uh, Fast forward all these years, and I am at her house, and I tried this suit on, and I'm standing in front of the mirror. She's behind me, and she's patting my shoulders, and she said, this looks so good on you. And I'm standing there looking in the mirror, (laughs) seeing my mentor and who I wanted to be standing behind me. And I was just squalling, as we say in the South. That's really emotional, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, the suit really does look good, though. Love it. It does. (laughs) Love it. So we digress. Yes, so, yeah. but, we do. But I think that's a wrap. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Mass with the absent Jeremy Stanley, myself, Sharon Pierce, and guest co-host. Tracy Castleman. If you like our show and want to help us grow, Tracy, can you tell our listeners how to help the show grow? The best way to help is to like the show, share it on social media, tell all your friends how fabulous Tracy is on it, and leave a review, but make it positive. Uh, <laughs> We all know 
as Jeremy says, there's enough negativity in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, where do we rank, Tracy? Why don't you Beyond tell me? Beyond the Mask is, is in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country and number one in the CRNA community. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners. We wouldn't be where we're at today without you guys listening. Until the next time. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.